Are you new to turntables or maybe you're ready to move past your suitcase record player? You might have even talked to a friend and said, hey, I'm thinking about getting into turntables. And after they gave you a barrage of new terms that you've never even heard of, your head might have been spinning and you were ready to give up on the idea of a turntable. Don't do that. This is a conversation we literally have every single day here at the shop. We have people come in, they'll say, hey, I want to get a turntable. I know nothing about them. Please explain it to me like I don't know anything. That way you can make sure when you do buy your turntable, you made the right choice. That's what we want to get out of this video. And if that's the position you're in, then definitely stick around. Because we're not going to be talking about a suitcase type record player or a Crosley Cruiser. You are going to need either an amplifier and a set of speakers, or you're going to need a set of powered speakers. We do get a lot of people that come in and they're ready to just buy a turntable and they think that's all they need. And that's just not the way it works. Once you graduate past the suitcase record player and every day, it seems like powered speakers are becoming more popular as it does simplify the amount of equipment you do need. So if you're just looking for a basic system, Having speakers with an amplifier built into it, that does help with the simplicity of your system. Otherwise, if you wanted to get a traditional speaker that doesn't have an amplifier built into it, you need an amplifier or a receiver. But we're here to talk about turntables, so let's get into it. The first thing I think we need to talk about is the needle or stylus. And I will say that is a hot topic. Some people might snub their nose at you if you say needle. Needle is a reference to the old turntables from way back in the day, and some people just never let go of that term. Technically, what we have today is a stylus. And the stylus is definitely a crucial part of this whole turntable system, and mainly because this is the piece that extracts that audio information out of those records. So you want a good quality stylus, and a question we get a lot is, how long does a stylus last? Given your records are clean and your turntables in good working condition, you should get about 2,000 hours out of that stylus. And another term you're probably going to hear having this conversation is the cartridge. And this is arguably the most important piece of the turntable when it comes to the audio playback or the quality. People spend a lot of money on cartridges, not to say that you do, but you definitely want to get a good reputable cartridge. In my opinion, the biggest red flag out there when buying a turntable, if you see one of these cheap little red stylus on the turntable you're looking at, that in my opinion would be a really good reason not to buy that turntable. These are the same stylus you'd see on a Crosley Cruiser. You just really want to avoid these unless it's a record player for a younger kid and you don't care about the records you're playing on them. Avoid these little guys. There's absolutely no way there can be any quality control in this for the price you can buy them for. And another term you're definitely going to hear is head shell. And really all that is, is the body here that is holding that cartridge. And there's a few things you want to know about head shells before you do make your purchase as they are going to limit possible upgrades down the road. Really, there's four different types. And the first one is definitely the most user friendly. And that would be the permanent head shell with a built in cartridge. The benefits to this type would be it's essentially plug and play. You don't have to do anything. There's really no adjustments. You don't have to set the tracking force, which we'll talk about later. The negative to this type is you're stuck with that cartridge. 
they're not interchangeable. So that is something you do want to consider if you are thinking that this might be something you really enjoy and maybe you want to change out the cartridge for a better one. And the next type of head shell would be the permanent or fixed head shell. This is really popular. It's a one piece head shell and tone arm, but it has a half inch mount on it, which accommodates 90% of the cartridges out there. So while that head shell is fixed to the tone arm and it is not removable, the cartridge is removable and it opens you up to almost any cartridge you might want to try out there. Another head shell type you're definitely going to see would be the removable collared system. And with this type of head shell, it essentially has a screw down collar at the end of the tone arm that clamps this head shell in place. These have several benefits to them in that you can swap cartridges. If you have two head shells with two cartridges already mounted, you can go back and forth between the cartridges. And then also when and if it's time to change the cartridge, because you can remove it from the turntable, it's easier to change out these tiny little wires on here and not have to be so careful. And lastly, and probably the least popular today would be the P-mount system where they essentially bypassed the head shell. The cartridge actually just plugs into the tone arm. They're still being made. So if you are looking for a vintage turntable and you do see a P-mount style cartridge on it, you just want to know that you are going to be somewhat limited to the amount of cartridges that can be installed on that turntable. But Audio-Technica, Grado, several other manufacturers still make P-mount style cartridges. The other benefit to the P-mount style cartridges is you don't need to worry about the tracking force, which we're going to talk about next. They are set and forget. You plug the cartridge into that tone arm and you don't have to worry about any adjustments it's already adjusted to the tone arm. If you need to learn how to set the tracking force of your turntable, there are tons of videos on how to do it. My recommendation is to get a gram scale. They are fairly inexpensive and they do make the process completely brainless. It's as simple as setting your tone arm on the scale and then adjusting the counterweight to get to the manufacturer's suggested tracking force. It's literally that simple, that easy. And another thing you're going to hear or you have heard is direct drive or belt drive. When you're buying an entry-level turntable or even a mid-level turntable, it's not something I would worry about unless you are a DJ and you're planning on scratching records. If you're not planning on scratching records, then do not worry about this at this level. And this really is kind of a non-issue if you're wanting to buy a new turntable as most likely 90% of the turntables that are being manufactured are belt drives. There's not many options for direct drives out there. There's nothing wrong with a belt drive. Belts are extremely easy to change. It's one of the easiest things you could possibly do. If you can put gas in your car or fill up the air in your tires, you can change a belt on a turntable. It's that easy. We need to talk about fully auto, semi-auto, and manual. And it is kind of important. With a manual turntable, you place the tone arm, and then when the record's done, you lift up the tone arm and you return it. That's a manual turntable. Semi-automatic or auto return or auto stop, those are essentially the same thing. In this case, you place the tone arm at the beginning of the record. However, with an auto return or an auto stop turntable, when the stylus reaches the end of the record, 
it is either going to lift the tone arm or it's going to lift the tone arm and return the tone arm. They're kind of all doing the same thing, which is if you walk out of the room, you fall asleep on the couch, you don't have to worry about that stylus writing on that inner groove of the record till you discover that, whoops, I left my turntable running. That's all it is. And like anything else with fully automatic, I'm going to give you some reasons why you might want to get an automatic. And I got some reasons why you might not want to get an automatic. Really the biggest benefits with an automatic turntable would be for people that either have young kids that aren't maybe ready to handle a delicate tone arm with an expensive cartridge on it and your nice records. And in that case, most likely they can walk up to the turntable, they can push start and that arm's going to go over, drop that tone arm down on the record. And then at the end of the record, it's going to pick it up and return it almost like playing a CD. Another benefit to this would be for people that have really shaky hands or trembling hands. There are still a few automatic turntables being made new. Your options are a little bit more limited. And I think the reasoning why is if there's going to be a problem with an automatic turntable, most likely it's going to be those automatic functions. You're adding quite a bit of mechanics to what essentially is kind of a crude device. And therefore, you're just opening up a lot of possibilities to have a failure with the turntable and those automatic functions. So that's kind of the, the pros and cons of it. And a lot of these products we will have links for down in the description. So if you end up wanting to grab a product or a turntable that we're talking about in the video, head on down to the description, click on one of those links. It's a great way to support the channel. We get a little bit of a commission. You don't pay anything extra. So it's kind of a win-win. Definitely appreciate you using those links. And also we do have some of these accessories and cartridges at skylabsaudio.com. Definitely head over there. That is another great way to support the channel. We definitely appreciate it. And we've got a couple more to go through. And then at the end, I will give you a couple of my suggestions for new and vintage used turntables. So definitely stick around. We're almost done. We're almost through it. And yes, Bluetooth is a thing. It is an option. I am not the biggest advocate of Bluetooth in that with the vinyl experience, the biggest benefit from it, in my opinion, is the fact that it is analog music. And when you do send that music through a Bluetooth transmitter, you are converting it to digital, which kind of defeats the point. I understand why people do like Bluetooth. Maybe you've got a really nice Bluetooth speaker. Maybe you're a real minimalist and you don't want the extra wires. Maybe you want the portability. Being able to move the speakers and turntable around your room at any given moment is pretty alluring. And maybe one of the best benefits, being able to pair to a Bluetooth set of headphones without having wires and cables is pretty nice as well. And lastly, and the biggest one, the one I think that people struggle with the most, do I need a phono preamp? The simple answer is yes. You absolutely need a phono preamp. Where it gets tricky, you only need one. And because of the options with the equipment today, there's a chance that you could have multiple preamps in your equipment. We're gonna show you how to see if you have a phono preamp in your amplifier or receiver, or if you might have one in your turntable, and then how to shut one of them off. Because if you have a phono preamp on in your amplifier and a phono preamp on in your turntable, it's gonna sound really bad. Now, the best way to tell if you've got a phono preamp in your turntable besides looking in the manual would be to look on the back of the turntable and see if there's a switch. If you have a switch on the back of your turntable, 
usually it's labeled line and phono. If you move the switch towards the line position, you are not using the phono. If you move the switch to the side that's labeled phono, that engages the phono preamp. The next place you're going to want to look for a phono preamp would be on your amplifier or receiver. And how you do that is look on the front, look at the inputs. You're going to see stuff like auxiliary, CD, tape. If on your selector switch you have a phono option, that means you're engaging the internal phono preamp. And in that case, you want to shut off the preamp on the turntable. However, if you want to use the phono preamp inside of the turntable, the way to shut off the preamp inside of the amplifier receiver would be to take those cables coming from the turntable and go into CD or auxiliary. You only want one if you don't have a built-in phono preamp on your turntable and you don't have an input labeled phono on your amplifier receiver, the best option would be to get an external phono preamp. And because external phono preamps are so popular, you literally have a really wide range of price points in which you can buy a phono preamp. These would just be the recommendations that I would have for a family member or somebody that wanted to get into a turntable and wanted something good and good quality. And I think there's kind of two categories here. Are you a, I want to plug and play, already set up, take it out of the box. I want a warranty. I want a built-in phono preamp. And I want to be able to talk to somebody from the company if I have an issue. Then I would definitely recommend buying brand new. Audio-Technica makes great entry-level turntables. They come with a two-year warranty. Um, the LP60 is great because it's fully automatic. It's got a built-in preamp in it. It's one of those take it out of the box. The cartridge is already mounted. You don't have to do any counterweight type stuff. You simply put the belt on and you're off to the races. And you can get them in Bluetooth. If you're wanting something a little bit better, something that's more upgradable with the ability to swap out cartridges and stuff like that. If you live in the United States, I would either recommend U-Turn or Fluence. And the reasoning for that is if you do have an issue, you're either sending it to Pennsylvania to U-Turn or you're sending it to Canada for Fluence. Or if I lived over in Europe or across the pond, I'd probably be looking at Project or Riga. That way, if something goes wrong there, I'm not having to ship it over to the United States or Canada. I think all four of those companies make excellent turntables. They all have really good entry-level price points, so that's why I would recommend those four. And then for those of you out there that might be a little bit more thrifty, maybe able to handle a minor repair, I would look at vintage techniques from the late 70s and early 80s. And it's not that there aren't really good turntables from other manufacturers, but, but I don't think any of the other manufacturers made as many turntables as techniques. So therefore, there's a lot of used parts out there if you do need them. And there's even some people out there that are repopping some of those parts, making new parts to keep those techniques turntables working. So I really hope that helped lift some of that fog. This is something we talk about here at the shop every single day. And I do see how that could be so confusing to somebody just dipping their toe in and wanting to learn. There's kind of a lot to absorb there. Hopefully that helps get you over the hump. Get yourself a turntable. Start listening to some records. There's a reason why this hobby is growing the way it's growing. And it's growing with the young kids. It's not just nostalgia. Definitely hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed the video. Maybe this is your first Skylabs video you've watched. We cover everything from vintage electronics to vinyl records to turntables and everything else that involves. Don't be afraid to hit the subscribe button, leave us a like, 
Really appreciate it. Thank you.